0: Good morning to you. It is 9.30 this Sunday. I'm Alex Jensen bringing you a special show today. Normally we're on air with this morning 7 to 9 a.m. We're doing this for a second Sunday in a row to make sure that we are not only as informed as we can possibly be on this novel coronavirus outbreak to protect ourselves but I think to just try to fill in the gaps of information and, and misinformation as as much as we can we're going to be connecting through the show with experts and and also people who are based in Wuhan and that's relevant for us uh, this half hour as let me just recap briefly Hubei province in China which is the broader area uh, of the epicenter has uh, announced 81 New fatalities as of uh, Saturday, bringing the death toll in that region alone to 780. We're talking about 803 deaths overall, though. Uh, it's it's more than SARS, but a, a huge difference with SARS is how concentrated the deaths have been. And so you'd think it'd be very frightening to be in Wuhan right now, or Hubei province, generally speaking. Let's catch up with Ahmed Labib Sadiq, a resident from Pakistan and a medical student at a university in Wuhan. Good morning to you.
1: Hi, good morning.
0: So, are you scared? I, I, I said it, one could easily imagine being scared, but uh, I, I can also imagine you being fairly desensitized after several weeks of this now.
1: Yeah, uh, basically we are in Rome. Uh, it's almost 15 days, so we uh, are a little bit panicked, scared, afraid, <laughs> like that.
0: It's the sort of situation where if you have a sort of scratchy throat or you cough or you sneeze, you must be wondering, is this it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Actually, uh, the authorities uh, ask everybody to stay at home and they ask everybody to take their temperature twice daily. And uh, we have to tell them if we have cough or any symptoms, they ask to tell them and they will rescue us to hospital for treatment and further investigation and we are uh, supposed to be stay in warm temperature.
0: Right, so it's doing whatever you can to try to limit the possibility of transmission, which is all good advice, I'm sure. But what's the atmosphere yeah. like in Wuhan generally? Uh, do the streets look just completely empty?
1: Yeah, uh, all, all the markets are closed and uh, streets and roads are empty. It likes, looks like a Holocaust movie scene and everybody is scared and getting panic and staying room and uh, getting anxiety depression and outside markets closed only several supermarkets are open uh, under the observation of authorities you can just get food from there but all the other markets uh, empty you can't uh, bring out your car drive your car outside or you can't really move outside
0: the supermarket situation. Then, what's that like? Do you, you you have to wear a mask presumably and cover yourself up as much yeah, as yeah. possible?
1: Yeah. If 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 you have to go outside room, uh, some drone cameras and other cameras are monitoring you. If you don't wear a mask, police will catch up you and ask you why you don't wear a mask. It's the most necessary. If you go outside your room, you must wear put out, put on a mask, and. Uh, we we are not supposed to touch any anything outside. Don't uh, we are not supposed to go uh, crowded place outside, and stay. Uh, we are we we are uh, strictly abandoned to stay in our room, our house. Just we can go outside to grab our food and basic necessities things. But actually, everybody is scared. We have to stay in our room.
0: You stay in your room. Are, are you allowed anyone else in your room, uh, friends or loved ones, for example?
1: we 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 can have uh, uh actually actually they don't allow any kind of parties or big gathering but if you have one or two friends they can they may come to your room but if they come to your room uh, first they have to wash when they you enter your room they have to wash your hands and like uh, make sure that they are not infected if someone uh, is suspected some students will not open their door for him and some citizens they don't want to meet them they are scared. If someone is infected, that person may infect them. So everybody is isolated. If if we eat some food, maybe we think it's contaminated, it can infect us. If we drink water, it uh, makes us feel like maybe this water is contaminated. Everybody is scared and feeling very, very uh, nervous about this situation.
0: I can imagine so. But whilst it's very worrying and you said it's possible to suffer from anxiety and depression as a result of this lockdown do you think the lockdown is the right thing do, do you support the government's actions
1: yeah it's, it's uh, because the uh, incubation period is 15 days before uh, it is uh, less chances that before 15 days you will have symptoms so if i'm infected i will not have any symptoms i will go meet other people so may i infect them so you you can say is a for for right now uh, is a good uh, action taken by government to control prevention from transmission from one person to another person if one person will not meet another person he will not infect but uh, somehow is safe for safe, safe for us but people are getting depressed and nervous staying in room they don't know what to do in room Every every time in Rome is almost 15 days. Everybody is in Rome, but uh, government can't do anything. They they just ask if you want to be safe. When you come outside, put on a mask or stay in your room. And markets are closed because it's trans. It can transmit it from. Uh, if if I am infected, I will touch some place and you 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 pass by there and you touch the same place. Maybe you will get infected. Right. So government put on the city on lockdown to prevent this transmission from one one person to another person or from one infected uh, place can infect many other other persons
0: but but you've already been in lockdown for some time now considering presumably you're not showing any symptoms are you frustrated that you're not being transported to Pakistan or elsewhere
1: yeah some some countries uh, evacuated their students and uh, uh, as a, a Pakistani, citizen our government decided not to evacuate us but it's it's a little panic for us and we feel uh sad and nervous why our government didn't uh, evacuate us so it makes us sad but we we can't do anything we just appeal to them uh, to evacuate us but uh as our country is not too much developed they don't have enough uh, preparation and enough preparation to fight this kind of disease so they are trying uh, to make possible ways for us for our safety in china they mm-hmm. make an agreement with chinese government that we will get food and basic necessities uh, thing uh, on our residence places so chinese authorities providing us food here and we are uh, supposed to stay in our rooms by the pakistani government ask to stay in room you will get food there and you are safe there and it's uh, they ask us to be quarantined uh, for yeah. several days, and after several days they may take further decision whether they want to evacuate us, or they uh, will tell their decision whether we should stay here more time or they are going to evacuate us. It's it's uh, while other my colleagues are going back, it make me a little bit nervous, but it's uh, it's uh, you can say safe uh, option for us for right now because uh, uh, we don't have enough big hospital or quarantine place in our country. Yes. uh, There are uh, more than uh, 10,000 students in Hubei, so they are a bit nervous how to manage all these students, gather one place and then evacuate them and keep them. And if if they are evacuating all students together, maybe one student is infected. And while evacuating, he meets other students so he can infect to other students. So they are a little bit nervous about this and they are waiting, Understand. Uh, waiting for yeah.
0: Well, even among the South Korean evacuees, uh, there have been several infections confirmed in, in recent days. Ahmed Labib Sadiq, Uhan resident from Pakistan. Good luck with your studies when this is all over. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you. Uh, let's hear from another Uhan resident now, originally from the United States, Dr. Diana Adama, we should point out, not a medical doctor, but still, um, whatever your expertise is, we're all fascinated by this outbreak, all scared by it, and, and all, I think, very curious about life in Wuhan right now. Thank you very much for joining us.
2: Thank you very much, and thank you for being so professional with everything. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that, but it, it's uh, it, it, it's a situation that's evolved so fast, and There are understandable SARS comparisons, but it's so concentrated in Hubei province. Can you tell us more about your life in Wuhan? Not many of us would have known much about Wuhan or Hubei province generally before this outbreak.
2: Yeah, exactly right. Um, I moved here a few months ago. I've been in China for almost 15 years and uh, working and living and, um, it's been a roller coaster ride. Every hour or two, it, it seems to change. Every time we seem to, we're getting relief to people and food and somebody helping. Uh, last night we just lost some volunteers here because the police contacted them to stop. They helped 300 people in their community from the Middle East and they were trying to help more, but they just can't. They're so overloaded with one car. And again, the police, because we put out their number, may have seen that and then contacted them. We're not sure. So we're going through a lot. Um, We've mobilized to help people as much as we can. Um, I was down at the hospital on the first Friday, the local one to me helping, volunteering, and they wanted to send me into the two hospitals where the patients were when there was a lot less people. Um, I actually have uh, been contacted with the Red Cross and I'm uh, approved to go in there today or tomorrow to the hospitals to find the foreigners as well as to hopefully We're going to coordinate with the Red Cross to get food out. So it's been a roller coaster ride. And if I told you what happened from the beginning to now, you'd, you'd be shocked. I mean, the first day of quarantine, I didn't even understand. And I went to the spa because it was the holiday time,
0: you know? Yeah. Um, so we the spa, told, the spa would be similar to what we have in Korea, I presume, with lots of people yeah. gathering together and saunas and baths and things like no, that? No, I
2: went to a private spa. Okay. I, I went to a private, very, very localized one. But I was going to go get a foot massage, but my, you know, I ended up going home afterwards, and it was very hard to get a, a vehicle out that day. Right, it's the first day of quarantine, and we weren't told anything. Our companies aren't telling us anything. we were not reached out by sometimes our communities. Yet I know in Guangzhou, some people have been called by the police, another. Everybody here, I want stress has a different story i can be a kilometer away from somebody and my stay can be starving for food not because there's no food here they don't know where to get it because everything around them they've looked is closed
0: so you've started so this a- Wuhan warriors network i just wanted to clarify people might be wondering that the sort of platform that you're working from it, it, it's a website how how can yeah. people access that are you concerned that there might be some people who are just unaware even of the work you're doing
2: there's a lot of people unaware. Uh We reached out to a thousand people that were reaching out to other people. And because of some of the controversy about being on WeChat, we shut all the groups down because there was a notice that, you know, if you post uh, websites or anything on there, you would be, you you know, they would could be blocked. And it's fair enough. We're in their country and they don't know exactly what we're trying to do, maybe. Um and people have their jobs to do, and they're told what to do, so they follow what the guidelines they're told. So, unfortunately, we lost contact with at least a 1,000 people. But we're slowly building that back, and we need to get this website out there. We're posting only proper information for people, even for the outside world. It's good to have this information from CDC, World Health Organization. We're posting links mainly to and bits of information on personal uh, 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 personal protection equipment, things like that, things they need. Not gossip, not rumors, not bat soup, not all this craziness. Um, and people need to go there. It's wuhanwarriors.com with an S, wuhanwarriors.com with an S. And I thank you so much for helping us get that out there to different countries. We're very grateful. We're just a couple people right now. A lot of the volunteers stopped. And today, I've, I've made, last night at midnight, I made contact with the Red Cross, and they've approved me to come down to the main hospital down here 20 kilometers from me. Right. So we're I- hopefully going to coordinate.
0: We are short on time, and I hope that people listening now will check out your website and support in whatever way they can if they feel compelled to do so and able to do so. But what about this business of going to the hospitals? The hospital setting seems to have been the most likely place to contract novel coronavirus. And is there anything about the Wuhan situation that has made that worse, considering so many of the deaths are concentrated in Hubei province?
2: Um, well, if you look at some of these videos circulating around, these are true stories, but you have to really look at the whole situation, like the one where there's a bunch of people quarantined together. You notice they're not coughing, et cetera, et cetera. So they're basically in a, a, a first first level quarantine or a third level. I don't know what they are calling it, but they're just being there because they, they're sick and they need to find out. They don't have enough tests. The doctors are sleeping in their suits. They're exhausted. They've been exhausted for weeks, and I feel bad that I didn't get over there when they asked me to because then I got stuck over here in quarantine. Um, so there's a lot of things going on. I want, want to warn people, watch these videos, but really look at them, listen to the news, but really listen to what they're saying and realize everybody has a different story and have empathy for those people that need help and are still in the dark weeks later.
0: I mean, there's a 60 year old American citizen among the dead now, uh, which, yes, Again, we'll raise even stronger questions from the US about whether medical care is sufficient in Wuhan. We are out of time, but in brief, are you confident they have the medical infrastructure to deal with the, the thousand plus who are currently in critical condition?
2: I think they have a great infrastructure with many things, even mailing and stuff and, and getting the food out that we don't know about. And today we're going to try to solve that. And I think that, yes, they are doing a good job at the medical, but they are overtasked. We need more people. And if this pandemic gets out, this is going to happen in other countries. So we have to stop it here.
0: Okay, good luck with your efforts, Dr. Diana Adama, Thank U.S. You. resident in Wuhan. Yep, that pleasure to have you with us. Creator also, again, of that organization, a brand new one, very urgent right now, Wuhan Warriors Network will continue in just a moment.